Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today is the first show. I am so excited. Today is the first show. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story and I'm going to bring on Diane. Diane's going to share how she found love even as a mature woman. Okay. So stay tuned. So I was dating this guy that I thought was the one. You ever thought somebody was the one before? Mm, Girl. So we were dating for some time and we talked about a future. We built business together. I just knew that I knew that he was the one for me until one Christmas Eve. So one Christmas Eve, I got a call from a mutual friend and he's like, hey Cass, are you sitting? I'm like, hey, Merry Christmas, what's going on? He's married. Who's married? Not him. My heart shattered into a million pieces. Have you ever felt like the bottom fell out? You received a phone call, whether it was regarding your faith, your finances or your future. Oh, we, I was hurt. So I left that relationship, but how many of you know that relationship doesn't always leave you? I felt the guilt, the shame, the hurt day after day. I tell you that I kept dating, but hmm, wrong guy after the wrong guy after the wrong guy. Can I get an amen? Mm. And my defining moment came when I felt like I got my 29th wedding invitation, I felt like everybody was getting married. You ever feel like everybody was getting married? Literally, no matter the age, the stage, the race, the weight, everybody. I was like, wait a second, I'm cute. What's up with me? Is something broken? What's wrong with me? And so I decided to draw a line in the sand, but I drew this line behind me. And I decided that I would no longer look back, but I would look forward. I became a student of love. Literally, I consumed books. I ate, I slept, I breathed in every piece of information I could find when it came to having a flourishing and fulfilling relationship, how to attract love. I interviewed couples that had been married for over 25 years, but actually still liked each other. Because how many of us know Hunty, right? There's some really grumpy married folk out there and they're not selling this thing called marriage at all. And I wasn't really sure if I was signing up for the right class. Can I get an amen? Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to seek out the knowledge. And then I interviewed couples. Well, I interviewed successful women who were successful in business and in love because a part of me felt like you couldn't have the both of them at the same time. And all of that brought me to getting my own individual help. And I even went to marriage conferences as a single person. Yes, honey. You know those cutouts where you put your face in? So it was my face and then an empty face for the groom. And everybody's like, Cass, where's your hubby? Where's your groom? I'm like, he's coming, girl. He's coming. But I'll let you know that this all brought me to where I am today, right? 
I'm an amazing relationship. My husband is awesome, Andy Henriquez. We have a beautiful baby girl, Ava. And literally, once I got married, I realized that there's so many women out there. On one side, there's a professional woman focused on her career, on her PhD, all the things she has to do, volunteering, her nieces and nephews, her travel plans, or lack thereof, right? All the things. And love is left last. And she's like, ah, I'll just leave it up to God. I'll pray for my Boaz. He's coming one day, right? So on one side is that busy professional woman who's like, ah, he'll come one day. And on the other side, there's that woman that's like, ah, I'll deal with this one. How many of us know somebody in a settling situationship? Mm. And they're not happy. So I believe there is a third lane, a lane where you can be in a happy, fulfilling relationship as your authentic self. So I am on a mission, literally, to help professional women attract the kind of love that makes their heart smile, not only attract it, mm, hello, but also keep it. But all of this starts with self-love. So this podcast is going to be amazing. I'm going to take you on a journey where women will come on this show and a few good men to be able to share some of the questions they have around love, dating, relationships. And we're just going to have open, honest conversations. So I invite you to stay tuned every single week. Listen in and join us. Okay, so let's give it up for our first guest, Diane. Welcome, Diane! (laughs) So happy to have you, girl. So, you know, welcome to the hub. You know, this is just an honest, open time for us to have a little conversation about your journey. You know, the ladies want to know. The ladies want to know, Diane. So tell, tell them, like, where were you maybe a year ago when it came to love? Actually, let's rewind. Share a little bit about you, you know, what okay. do you do? You know, okay. Okay. if you want to, what part of the country you live in, share a little bit about yourself. Okay. All right. Well, my name is Diane Stokes. I'm a registered professional nurse. Um, I like to say I have been a registered nurse for 15 million years. That's always the joke I said, because that's the only profession I've ever done. I worked in various um, aspects of nursing from the operating room to dialysis. Wow. I am a woman of particular age and I am seeking love. Mm. I like to feel that I am part of the sandwich generation. We Mm -hmm. raised our children and we took care of our parents. Mm -hmm. And then after the parents have gone uh, to glory or to heaven or whatever you believe in, and the children have moved on or who some were still in the house, but are grown, it's time for you. And where do you look for love? Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a mixture of friends. You have friends that are divorced who are against men, hate men. Oh, wait, wait. Let's let's not talk in generics now, Diane. So tell the people, where were you a year ago when it came to your love life? Like, how long had it been? Are you divorced? Like, do you have kids? And like, like, I I have a grown son. I have a grown son and I'm a newly grandmother as three months. And um, I've never been married. But mm-hmm. I was the designator healthcare um, provider, so I took care of my parents till they passed away. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I want to say eight years, but it's probably been longer than that since I've ever been in a serious relationship. Okay. Uh, I, I've had booty calls, but I've never had a serious relationship, hey. something that I could build on. Yes. Uh, 
So, so now I figure that it's time, right. So, and it's probably been longer than eight years, mm. but it's, that's just a roundabout figure, but it's probably been longer than that. So now I feel like it's time for me. Uh, so now you figure, where do you go? What do you do? I mean, right. if you have a toothache, you don't go to a hand surgeon. Um, if you have a toothache, you don't go talk to someone else that has a toothache that's not going to a dentist. So mm -hmm. if you need love, you seek the love professional. So I don't know how I stumbled on, Dr. Cass. I, I don't know whether or not I got an email or whatever, mm -hmm. but I just went out on faith and I think I got an email. And I said, well, let me just try this. Mm -hmm. And and once I tried it, you're a little reluctant. And I, I like to say that when I go into the the Zoom meetings and, I'm, and I like to flash through and I look at all the women there, I can see myself in every woman that's in there because wow. you're reluctant. Because you're reluctant because that's a private side of yourself. You don't know what to say and it's questions that you want to ask or answers you want to know but you can't ask your girlfriends because you don't know how they're going to feel about what you're going to ask so mm -hmm. in this group it's a community of women that have their eye on the same focus oh and they, in terms they of the, know a the real love network you know, okay the real love network right yeah. they know a little bit of something that you don't know and everybody brings something to the table and yeah. you know i was a little reluctant about the accountability partner because i kept saying you know well, what's somebody else who's lonely going to tell me but i had so many aha moments that wow. i never thought of that i was sabotaging myself and never knew it and never okay. knew it so let's rewind, Diane. So about a year ago, you were doing your thing. You're, you you might have a couple friends. Yeah. Uh, you haven't yeah. really had a, a real relationship in eight years. And you had your girlfriends. So what were some yes. of those conversations back in the day with your girlfriends when it came to love and relationships? Because we all have girlfriends. So what was that yeah. like? I remember you had like an epiphany about the club, something, something, something. Yes. Yes. I joined all. So someone told me I joined a whole lot of meetup groups. There's mm -hmm. a whole lot of meetup groups and there's a bunch of women that sit around and act like they want a man, but they're so critical of every single man that is either in the club. Um, I like the line dance. If you're going line dancing, it's always something critical they have to say about somebody else. And even if you say, oh, I like him, they go, oh, no, he don't look right. He don't look good. But you know what? He might not be good for you, but he's okay for me. Right. So, you know, you need somebody that's really biased that is interested in you. So then you try to join the dating sites and then I joined the dating sites and we all decide to use different names. And Coach Cass was like, use your name, use your name. But we all use different names. And one epiphany was when one of my girlfriends come to find out, she was using my name. So oh, no, she didn't. Yeah, she was using my name. <laughs> so and on the dating app, she's using your name as her yeah. fake name? Yeah, she's using my name. So that, that slipped out from her. Oh, and I was yes. like, wow, you're using wow. my name? My so, name used to be Sasha. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, my name used to be Precious, and then that movie came out. But you oh, know, my okay. name, my yes, that was a no, no, my no, name used precious. to be Precious. Yes, 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 yes. No, I'm not Precious. I'm not Precious. So you know, and then it's a uh, dating. Let me see, dating site etiquette that you don't uh -huh. know, and no one tells you that, I... and no one tells you that. It's it's whether or not it's the picture, is what you're saying. And it's with the conversation. So, mm -hmm. okay, so after you meet up, so after you meet up with them, you go out with them, what do you do? Another stumbling block. And that's what in the real network it came through because we were able to use the love debt cards. Mm -hmm. So that opened up conversation, um, that opened up humor, 
Um, it opened up deep feelings, whether or not it's something that's in their family. And one card can open up a conversation that you might not even need the cards no more. So you say, okay, well, let's use half the deck, a quarter of the deck. Oh, and that's right, Diane. So for everybody listening, I have this product called the Love Deck, and I, I specifically created it for women um, who really want help in terms of choosing the one and the 60 questions you need to ask before choosing the one. And so I just picked one and it says, what would con- constitute a perfect day for you? You know, so that's just helping you to figure out, you know, where's this person's mindset? Is it just laying in bed all day or is it going on right. a camping hike? You know, so be right. able to understand right. kind of what makes a person tick. So Diane, I remember you used the love deck on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, that's right. That's that. right. It, it was really interesting because I met the guy that I'm with now, that I'm in love with, in uh, November. And so it was a stumbling block there because I met him in end of November, and I had already planned a trip to go to Jamaica in the beginning of December. So I was like, oh, a stumbling block. So, But the one thing that was interesting is every time I talked to him, he always wanted to FaceTime me. Mm. So I was looking at that as, oh, you know, he was just wants to control me. Does that Coach Cass was like, no, he just wants to see you. He just wants to be, you to be a part of him. And I'm thinking like he's checking up. Okay, you just want to know I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know, whether or not he's FaceTiming me at the airport, the whole mm-hmm. time I was at the resort, he was FaceTiming me, you know, sending him pictures. What are you doing at the pool? So then we got through that, and then it was Christmas, and then he went to Connecticut to spend it with his daughter. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, here we go, another stumbling block. So then uh, New Year's comes, and we say, okay, we're going to spend New Year's together. And then one of his daughters says, I'm coming to New Jersey uh, to see you, Dad. And I was like, okay, this is it. I didn't have you Thanksgiving. I didn't have you Christmas. I can't have you New Year's. So I said to myself, okay, this is the, this is the test. I said to him, I said, okay, if I don't go out with you New Year's, I'm going out with somebody else. So I talked to my my accountability partner. She was like, well, you need to find out whether or not you're exclusive. I said, well, you know, I'm from the era. I don't know what exclusive is. We don't say, are you exclusive? You know, I say, are you my man? Are you my woman? But we don't Mm -hmm. say you're exclusive. So I couldn't come out really and say that. So I was reluctant to say that. So um, it was interesting that he told his daughter he had plans. So I was like, hmm, I guess I'm a priority. So his daughter, uh, she has like a buddy plan, whatever. She was able to put back the ticket. So we spent New Year's. So then I was like, hmm, we're going, what am I going to do? So the love deck came in handy. So we were able to pay the love deck and we were taking shots. We, t- <laughs> we were taking shots at tequila, j- drinking game, doing that. And that just opened up conversation. Just like you say, okay, what is your favorite holiday or what is the favorite season? That sentence can broaden out. You say, oh, I like the summer. Well, why do you like the summer? Mm-hmm. One thing I like about the um, Love Deck is open-ended questions. Yeah. It's open-ended questions that don't put a period on it for a reason because the period comes after the conversation that you right. have. So one of the yeah. biggest things, guys, is is really starting to understand that conversation is a gateway to the heart, right? So you really get to understand a person's heart through the words and through their actions. So Diane, this is this is really insightful. And I really hope that our listeners are getting this. Like, first of all, number one, you had to go against what everybody else was doing, right? right. Because all your girls yes. were just kind of commiserating yes. about how love wasn't working, right? So then yeah. 
decided essentially to work with me, which is awesome. And then, you know, you've, you've tried some different things. So even as a mature woman, you're like, okay, yes. well, let me try something different because the last eight years, I haven't been able to get the love that I really desire. And really, it's a beautiful thing. So now tell us, tell us where you are when it comes to your love life, girl. Okay, so, so right now, and I want to say we've been through so much Mm -hmm. Uh, through the six months that I have dated him by me going on vacation. And he's a a chemist, but he's a consultant with a pharmacy, uh, pharmaceutical company, which through this pandemic has folded. So that's another stumbling block is dealing with him looking for another job. And he's an older man. So he's from the generation that men work. Mm-hmm. So it really does bother him that he's looking for a job. And because he's been a consultant pharmacist for so long, he's used to a certain salary. Yes. So that's a, so that's another stumbling block too, that, you know, talking with my accountability partner, she's helping me understand that because, you know, I just believe it is what it is. You know, you got to get something else, but because he's a proud man, he's mm-hmm. used to a certain lifestyle and certain right. things. So we're certainly uh, working through that, but we had to go through a lot. I mean, I had a transition in my job where I had difficulty in administration where I was working and mm-hmm. I had to find a new job, but which he is a little bit, I won't say he's jealous, but he's a little resentment because I am a, a registered nurse in administration. I have a lot of contacts. So yeah. it was just a matter of, Calling someone and say, you know what, I'm leaving this, I'm going somewhere else. And the next week I was somewhere else. But that's just of the nature of the business of what I do. Right. Uh, so he's like, well, you didn't even have to put a resume out. You didn't have to do anything. That's just the nature of what I you do. You got connects. You got connects. I had connections. And, right. and another thing is, he's not from this area. He's from Louisiana. So mm-hmm. he's out of his territory being in the East Coast. Right. So, so I- so what I'm hearing right now is even though, you know, you, you found a great guy, you've connected, it's a great guy with a great job, but now he's without a job. So then is he? So then for everyone listening, this is something to think about. Oftentimes we just put um, a high price on what somebody does and how much money they make, but you just never know what you in the world know. can happen to right. wipe that away. So you right. have to actually like the person for who they are versus what they do or what they can provide for you. This, right. is, this is what I'm hearing. So yeah. do you like him, Diane? I do like him. I do like him. And I, I do. I like him. I like him. I'm attracted to him. So now I'm trying to see about the compatibility. Right. The compatibility because he's southern and I'm northern. I did mm-hmm. not realize that was a big a big issue, but yeah. it really is. Oh, it really snap. is. It really is only for the fact is I'm I'm northern, you know, and I eat salads all the time. I, I like salads. Ain't no one on salad. Me, you know, I'm a Philly girl. I take a hoagie and I'll be good. Right. He's southern. You know, he he wants the meal. He oh. wants all that meal. You know, and I'm not your mother. I'm not your mother. <laughs> I'm not your mama. Hashtag, I'm not your mama. mama. But he can cook. Oh, he's a wonderful cook. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, he's always cooking something from my lamb chops to this to that. So, you know, me, I have two air fryers. He tells me that is not cooking, darling. I got two air fryers. He's like, that is not cooking. I'm like, you want me to do all like this with meatloaf and all that kind of stuff? I got nails. (laughs) So, so, so we laugh through the humor. So we can laugh. Oh, oh so, so you laugh. laugh. Okay. Laugh. Okay. So that's still a good sign, y'all. Okay. Yes, so you're still laughing through all this. This is good. 
Okay, right. so is, would you say that that's your one point of contention? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, and so, he's and, and he's um he's a sloppy eater, and I know people always say, "Oh, that's a bougie mess," but he's a sloppy eater, and uh, you know he says that's how they do it down south. I'm like, uh, uh, he's a sloppy eater. He's a sl and I tell you, he's a sloppy eater, but that's okay. That's okay. The food gets down there. You're not choking. He's a sloppy eater. <laughs> yeah, I love so it. another thing, another thing through this whole experience that. I had another aha moment was, you're not all that. That was, that was my way of telling myself, you're not all that. You're yeah. not all that. There's some things wrong about you too that he's just not saying. But mm -hmm. now that we've known each other, I guess it's been six months, he's coming out and saying it because I love to talk. <laughs> and he does not. And he does not. And he's always saying, darling, darling, you wake up talking, you go to sleep talking, you just talk, talk, talk. So, but one thing is through this whole thing, um, I share with uh, Coach Cass, I um, had got sick. I had COVID-19 and I was flat on my back for three weeks. Wow. And, and through that storm, I couldn't talk, wow. which, I found, which I found very interesting because I was like, God, are you trying to tell me something? Because I was like, through that storm, I could not talk for three weeks. The only person I talked to was God and my man. Mm -hmm. So the little words that I could say I talked to him briefly, FaceTime on the phone, and then I hung up before I could start coughing. A lot of people don't realize, you know, it's a conscious thought to breathe and talk at the same time, mm. you know, to eat and breathe at the same time, wow. you know, to even be able to blow your nose because you'd have to have the air. And with this COVID-19, it attacks your lungs. So I had a lot of difficulty mm. with that. But, you know, that's my testimony. But I had a lot of difficulty with that trying to talk. So I was only talking with him and we would talk for brief moments during the day. I was only talking with him. So, so that was interesting. It was a lot of silence. You know, I never had like three or four days that you had nothing on TV on and no radio. Um, you just thought, and through that storm also, you find out who your true friends are. Cause when you're flat on your back, you mm. cannot cook. You cannot do anything. Um, if it wasn't for the fact of who I am and what I can, what I do as a profession and my son helped me out, I probably should have been in the hospital, but I was able to be at home because I was able to tell him what to do for me. Mm. But for, yeah, for three weeks, for three weeks, I really wasn't talking. And, um, that was really interesting. How did that now put things in perspective? So one, I thank God that you are alive and well, yes. hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. But now in terms of the dynamics in your relationship, Yes. What has that helped you to, to do? Do you operate differently now? Are you still yourself? Like, tell me what, how that has impacted how much. Well, well I, I'm back to myself. Yeah. I, I am back. I'm back to myself. But I think that we have gotten closer because he has seen me on my down low when I was like on my deathbed. And he kept calling me because he was worried. And he was, because he's a Southern man, you know, he was frying fish and stuff and dropping it off at my front door. Wow. For me to eat. So, yeah. you know, and that was a bit of a transition too, because I thought he should have just thought of doing that, but I had to tell him that because I had two girlfriends and a cousin that was doing it and he hadn't did it, but you know, people are afraid of the virus. So mm -hmm. I was saying to him that you can drop it at my front door. You know, you can cook it. So that's what he would do. He would, he called me one morning, he got a four o'clock in the morning, he fried fish, he made some food and he would drop it off at my front door. Mm -hmm. But I had to realize that people are really afraid of this because people are dying. You know, so, you know, so I had to, you know, get off my high horse and say, okay, I guess he's afraid. He was really afraid. 
Yeah. So, all right. So then there's another lesson in there, right? We can't yeah. expect people to read our minds, yes. right? So yeah. if there's something there, you could have been like, damn, this man ain't doing nothing yeah. for me. I'm yeah. sick. I'm on yeah. my deathbed and he could do yeah. nothing and my girls are here, you know, and then yeah. you can commiserate with your girls and end right. that relationship. That could have very easily ended that relationship. Yeah. But you spoke up about your needs, your wants, right. your desires, and were a- you were able to have a conversation and yeah. now he helped to provide that need, you know, where you felt some yeah. love and he was still safe. And now you still yes. have a viable relationship. So a many little things break up relationships that really yeah. shouldn't break them up. So I'm proud yeah. of you, Diane, like this whole yeah. situation. And the fact that you could laugh about your differences, understand yes. to every single person listening, like understand that you're not going to agree on everything, right? right. It's, right. it's like that T.D. Jake says that 80-20 rule. So yeah. 80, if this is an 80% great uh, situation, relationship, understanding, that 20%, you know, it could be forgiven. So, all right. He mm-hmm. likes a good meal, but hey, hallelujah, this man can cook, right? So this he's man not necessarily always looking to her to cook it. So then that's right. also a good right. thing. So they can right. laugh about it. Hey, my yeah. husband, I don't like the way he chews either, girl. So <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but I Lord, like he's right. chewing in the kitchen. I'm in the back and I'm like, why do I still hear Yeah, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and I'm t- and that and that's a small thing. That that's a small it's a thing. Small I mean, thing. That's a small so, thing. So it's putting yeah. things in perspective. Putting things in perspective. And one thing is because I work at night. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is new to I've only been working at night since January. I work eleven to seven, and I want to say that beans he's not working his job, but his job is still paying him to the end of the year. So I'm telling him you still get money, but you know he's an older man, so he is looking for the future. And he had just bought himself a brand new car before the job had folded, so I guess he got that to it by himself. You know his, his brand new little sports car. And but he's still getting he's still getting his salary. He still has all his benefits. They're still doing everything to the end of the year because of the pandemic. The you know the pharmacy consultant thing uh, folded. So you know that's nothing. But I was saying that I work night shift, which I think is so cute. Is he stays up with me the whole night on the phone. And I'm, you know, I'm saying, texting him like, will you go to bed? He's on, he texts me all night long while I'm at work playing games with me on the phone. And I can always say he'll fall asleep. And then he wakes back up like three or four o'clock in the morning. He's back on the phone. And my accountability partner, Kalita's like, I think that's great. That's great. I'm like, he needs to go to bed. He needs to go to bed. But he's up with me every, every single night, every single night. That's I I I think you got the right one, baby. Okay, so I, <laughs> and our listeners can chime in. I'm I really think that you got the right one, Kalita. Uh, Kalita, you said Kalita, Diane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you got the right one. Just just hearing what you're saying, you know, he's not working right now, so he's finding the time mm-hmm. to spend with you and yeah. and cherish that, you know. Right, so. Right. Just, just cherish it. Just, yeah. just cherish it for what it is. Well, but I tell you, man. that mindset. Ooh, when I, you know, it's easier said than done. When you yes. say you have to change your mindset, because I think it's uh, something like what you said about your husband about playing tennis, about swat it out. So oh, every, hit it back, hit it back. So yeah. every time we're doing something, and if I'm on the phone and talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, I got another call." 
I'll say to myself, hmm, yeah, right. And I'm like, ah, swat it out. Swat it out. Swat it out. You know, but it's so it's so easier said than done. And just when you think you got it lit, oh, my mind said, I got this in the bag. It's fine. It comes back again. It comes back again on your shoulder. And just like you say, your girlfriends or anybody, you know, they're always on your shoulder ready to say something negative. Yep. So, you know, my circle got real, real small while I was sick. And even, and even family members, you know, I thought about, you know, I have a sister that's always saying, oh, you don't need somebody. And I say to myself, hmm, but you lay up with your husband every single night and you're going to tell me I don't need somebody. I think that's very selfish. You know, I, under, I understand the love and I understand where it's coming from. And it has a lot to do with the pecking order of if you're in a large family. I'm the youngest of a large family. Uh, they're looking after my heart. They don't want me to get hurt. But you know what? In life, there's called bumps and bruises, you know? And if this is a lunch and bruises, a bunch of bumps and bruises, I'll take one for the team. But I am a worthy woman and I deserve to be loved. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are yes, wanted. Yes. Okay. Yes, oh, my goodness. So, all right. So, Diane, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for making it on the show today and just yes, being honest um, yes. with your situation. And I really hope that that the ladies heard you, you know? Yes. I really hope that they were listening um, mm-hmm. to everything that you said because it's powerful, you know? It from is the powerful. That you've it taken. Is. And yes. I just appreciate you allowing me to support you on this journey. So, Well, and I thank you for opening up this forum and even, even having the insight to mm-hmm. say that this is needed. And if I was to look back at the tapes from day one when mm-hmm. I started, I can see, like I said, I can see myself in every last one of those women. How when you first start, you're quiet, you're reserved, you don't say something, you think about it, you know, you try the dating thing, but you know, you're going to meet a couple frogs. It's just life, you know, and then you don't want to get turned away, you don't want to be despondent, but you have something in the back of your mind that you want to ask, but you don't want to ask in the group. So when you have an accountability partner, that's your opportunity to open up. Because I'm telling you, I I learned so much things that I was sabotaging myself. And Mm -hmm. you hear people say about how when you have a love in your life, how just you attract all your exes. And I'm like, well, why is everybody calling me? It's like a scent. You know, they all know you know, to call you when you have someone else in your life and you have to make the choice that, no, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to stick with what I got. And my accountability partner was, you know, helping me delete, crying, deleting all these guys out my phone. She was like, nope, you don't want to mess this up. Don't want to mess this up over something silly. I'm going to let it go. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, it's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Hi. Thank <laughs> you so much, Diane. I absolutely appreciate you. And you know, oh, thank you. I'm gonna bring you too. back. We're gonna bring you back on the show. <laughs> this is awesome, girl. And all I say is trust the process. It really, really, it, 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 every step is necessary. Every video is necessary. Um, opening up and communicating is necessary. Asking the question that you can't ask your girl, but you can ask in this group because, see, I don't know you from a can of paint, but your girl might judge you, but this is a no judgment zone. We're all deriving for the same goal. That's it. That's it. That was beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So, 
My main takeaway from that is all about your mindset, your mindset. Oh my goodness. And what she was talking about is something that my husband shares. So one time my husband was going to play tennis and the tennis teacher kept throwing him the ball and he hit it back, right? He's like, all you got to do as I throw the ball to you is hit it back. So the message is hit it back. When those negative thoughts come into your mind, when it comes to love, am I good enough? Is this the right person for me? I don't like the way he eats or how he laughs, or I don't like this or that. Hit it back. Don't let the negative thoughts take over your life, take over your relationships, because it might just keep you from the love that God has for you. So just hit it back. All right. So my prayer for you is that for every single person that watches and listens to this podcast, that it, that it gives you a, a little sprinkle of that magic love dust, that you start to shift the way that you see love and know that love is possible for you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Coach Cass. And what she mentioned during our session today was the Real Love Network. Go ahead, check it out, reallovenetwork.com to find more information of how you too can get support along your love journey. I'm Coach Cass. See you next time. Mm -hmm.